Hello, what's going on everybody? Thanks for checking in. We are here at Friends Till the End, part 16, and this time I have a very special friend by the name of Chris Franz. So the show has been away for a little while, a couple months, since the last time I did one of these. Uh, a bunch has been going on, so I'm not even going to try to get into everything that's been happening since now and then. Uh, let's just say that it's been tough to make this particular type of show happen for me, and it's been a lot easier to just kind of talk about movies and fun stuff. And Anyways, uh, Chris and I had talked about doing this for a while, and we couldn't really come completely to an idea of like just one specific thing to talk about. So it's kind of just a random conversation about a bunch of different things. And I think it's kind of fun. Uh, unfortunately, Chris was also kind of losing his voice through part of this. So he apologizes a bunch and I tried my best to kind of keep the, the, conversation going without having to have him talk a ton so it's just kind of a good little back and forth with us and that's it um i think i will be keeping this show going for a while now i, I was a little bit unsure for a while if i was going to keep doing this like i said and so now that i have i think we'll keep it going here i have a bunch of other people i'd like to have come on to talk about some cool stuff and i guess we'll just see what happens but in the meantime you can also keep up with the regular episodes of the podcast. We've had a whole bunch of those come out since the last Friends Till the End, and it's been a lot of cool stuff. So I encourage you to go back and check out some of our previous episodes with a bunch of guests from other podcasts. And like always, check out all of our friends who have been on the show on their various podcasts. Uh, that's kind of the idea is to have some of these people come on and share a little bit about themselves. And on the, the regular podcast, we have guests to you know, give you guys a chance to experience what these people are like, and then maybe you go, hey, they sound pretty cool. I'm going to check out their show. Anyways, uh, more about Chris. Let's see. He is a personal friend of my co-host, Marco. He does a Star Wars podcast with Marco that you've heard mentioned on the show many times, the Sarlacc Digest, and he also does kind of an, uh, a, an additional cast where it's just him talking about himself and kind of responding to some things or breaking down some more higher concept theories from Star Wars called the Hoth Topic. Hoth Topic. I don't know, I, that was hard to say. And yeah, it's a, a lot of fun. I mean, he's a super fan of Star Wars. He really lives and breathes it. And between him and Marco, I, I think there's probably more Star Wars knowledge than almost anybody else that I can think of. So we we talk a lot about Star Wars stuff, but it's not all about that. There's a lot of other shit that we get into as well. And he has been kind of trying to keep his sideshow going, but it's a little bit tough. And so he's working on getting that going again. But in the meantime, you can hear him on the Sarlacc Digest episode. So please keep up with them. They're going to be found on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcast Network just like we are, as well as on their own solo feed, if you just search for the name. And also, you can keep up with us through our network affiliations, as well as keeping up with uh, a lot of friends of the show, and that is going to be on the Padded Room Podcast Network, and also on the Legion Podcast Network. Uh, please, I, I can't encourage you enough to at least go and check out some of the shows on those networks. It's uh, a lot of cool people and good friends and supporters of ours. So, I guess uh, we could wrap this up here. And thanks, everybody, for listening. If you 
like what you hear, please tell a friend. Go check out Chris's show. I don't know, go on Apple Podcasts or something or Facebook or whatever and, and tell us that we're awesome because that's always fun. And I think that's going to do it. So until next time, I bid you adieu. This is Friends Till the End, part 16 with Chris Franz. Or maybe it's Franz. I probably should have asked him. If I could just get the uh, the working out piece to click for a longer time, I can do it for about <laughs> a year and do really well for a year. But then something will stop me, whether it's a, a, a injury or I go on a vacation or I, sure, I sure. go to anything. All of a sudden, I'm derailed and it mm-hmm. stays that way for a long time. Like right now, I'm in a derail, you know, trying to get back on track. Right. But uh, and I'll go as soon as I get back on it, I'll be good for about a year. I'll right. lose 50 pounds, be great for a year, and then something will pop on it, it'll pop right back on. <laughs> been that way since I was a teenager. Like I've, I've been up to 300 pounds, and I've been as low as 195 in the past couple years. Right. Yeah. You that's know, right. And that's tough six, on your body. So. Yeah, I'm six three, coming in right now about 250. So I've got, if I if I can get down to 225, that's my wheelhouse, and then I can stay there. But it's never right. like Chris stay here. It's always I go too low or too high. Yeah. Yeah. I I hover around like 185 now, but. Ideally, I could be ripped at like 175, but that would mean I'd have to cut that 25% junk food down to like 5%. I'm just not willing right. to, uh, not willing to make that sacrifice. So <laughs> that's going to be not totally ripped. <laughs> but uh, no, that's cool. I, I just, I like I said, I went a little bit too crazy on the last couple of challenges that I did, and I, I fucked up my leg, and I just went to go see my sports therapist, physical therapist type guy. And he was like, yeah, you should probably take like another week off at least. So, so I'm going to be doing a lot of lifting and kettlebell swinging and stuff. He said anything that doesn't require like running or jumping. So that's what would throw me off. I saw getting injured like that and having to take two weeks off or a week off or I, yeah. I'd be, it would screw me all up. Yeah. Well, at least I can still do other stuff. Like I said, I can, I can yeah. do anything I got. And that's it. The, the one thing that keeps me going too, is I have shit to work out at home. Like if I had to go to a gym, there's no way I would. I would do it like i have dumbbells and a kettlebell and resistance bands and stuff like that here at home that i can make a workout out of 
because if I had to go I'm, somewhere, it would I'm, never happen. I'm the opposite. I have to be at the gym to be able to work out properly. I have a full setup gym here. I have you know Smith okay. machines, tools, every <laughs> right. Roman, everything, and yet I won't do it here. I gotta okay. go to the gym. And I'm back. So I'm, whereas you want to be like uh, alone more, right? Um, yeah, I yeah. guess I need to be around either push me or <laughs> something to where I want to push more or push harder. Yeah, no, that's fine. Oh, it's, you know, just what works for everybody. Yeah, that's funny. Even a couple of years ago, right, I said I lost quite a bit. I went in uh, to one of those fat camps. It was a camp transformation thing. And uh, right. their deal was if you lose 20 pounds in six weeks, you get your $500 back. Well, oh, the deal nice. was really get down to your BMI, which I right. went in at like 272, and they're all, your BMI is 195. I'm <laughs> all, that's a lot. You yeah. Know, but Oh, let's do it. Cause if we're in here and it's kind of a bet, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'm never going to get that low, but if I can get down to 220, I'll feel happy. And it's worth 500 bucks. I told myself, <clears throat> well, I went through that challenge three times. And by the time I got to 212, the owner stopped me and she's all, no, 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 no more. You've lost too much, too fast. You're good. Uh, we'll give you your money back. We're set, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, but I said, no, you told me my BMI. So I'm going to get to my BMI. Yeah. And yeah. I ended up getting onto it and then realizing that it made me at my size and my build, I was mm -hmm. uh I was looking pretty rough, so I had to gain a little bit back, and I just like I said, kept going. Yeah, the BMI thing is kind of bullshit, anyways. It's more about like the more important thing is like body fat percentage, which is it's harder to measure accurately. Like we have the scale at home that allegedly measures it through through your feet somehow. It like sends from one foot through your body to the other one and measures it. I don't know how, but uh, like how fast it gets there if the fat's stopping it or what right, that. right. So we have one at home that measures it, which the, the BMI thing is a little bit of a, a bullshit thing. I always feel like it's too low for everybody. Oh, yeah. For some reason. I got, I got down to it and it wasn't healthy. It was way low for me. You know, it, it, people are built different. You know, some are, some are broader, you yeah, know, right. stock, whatever, more torso. It's tons of things. Yeah. I'm not fat. I got big bones. Right. I got small bones and I am fat. <laughs> Come on, fat ass, we have to go. Hey, don't call me fat. <laughs> Man, don't laugh. I'm sorry, hon. I can't go with you guys right now. Yes, you can, Porky. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Oh, that's not funny, boys. Eric isn't fat, he's big boned. He must have a huge bone in his ass, then. <laughs> God damn it, Bob! God, I hate you guys. Cool, well, yeah, this is cool to finally have you uh, come on here. I know we've been talking for a little bit, and... Uh, we never would have even met if it wasn't for my doing a show with, with your co-host as well. Uh, allegedly, according to Rich, um, our our shows are what he calls the crown jewels of the Raw Live Unedited Network. So that means that Marco must be the crown jewel since he's the, the one crossover component. It's got to be him. It's all him. Mm -hmm. He tells us that all the time on the show when it's not recording. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm the crown jewel of the network, guys. It's yeah. all about M-E. It's over. <laughs> but how did you guys end up starting the show? And I, I know you have a little bit of a history, so I guess if, if you had sort of a brief version of your history from meeting up until the, when you started the show. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Marco and I met uh, right at the end of high school. He was a year ahead of me, so at the end of my high school, he had just graduated my senior year. We started hanging out a bit because we had mutual friends. Um, we stayed in contact and, and friends for, you know, obviously a long time. We're still friends now, but, um, you know, through star Wars and, and geek movies in general, we might not see each other for a full eight months, uh, a year, but as soon as a, a Marvel movie comes out, you want to go see incredible Hulk when it came out, you know, we'd all meet up and we'd, we'd mm -hmm. sit in line 
nine hours and we'd watch a geek movie. You know, specifically any Star Wars movie, we would always get together for those. Uh, nice. Nice. We were we were in the lines, the midnight lines for uh, episode one together, episode two together, and we spent the night in tents for for uh, two, three days, two nights um, at the theater for episode three together. So it was kind of, you know, we've had this passion for a long time and kept us friends. He uh, he was my neighbor across the street when we grew old, when we got older. Um, my first house I bought, he was uh, across the street from me. Nice. Um, so our kids kind of grew up together and knew each other. And he and I, just as I said, we've been friends, sent friends since. And we met the rest of the crew uh, in line for The Force Awakens. Okay. You know what? We were getting our groups together of 95 people to get in line. Um, the other guys came in, and that's where we met them. So you guys met, uh, you you and him knew each other, and then was uh, anyone else from, from like, your team? I feel like it's kind of like the formation of Jackass, where it's, like, the two different groups, and then they, they meet up and then make this awesome thing. Right. That's pretty much what happened. Then we got uh, Ernie and Mike and Joey. They were all friends and family, and they were okay. behind us in line, and we, we chatted up that, that day. And then hooked up. And then later on, we uh, Scott came on. And Scott's been a friend. I've known Scott since high school as well. So that all just fit in. Everything jives. So, yeah, you basically got, you know, two sets of teams, just like nice, you said. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. I, uh, I'm i just now introducing my son to the wonder that is Jackass. Because uh, I think I'm, like, just a little bit younger than you. Uh, so, you, oh, but, I mean, you obviously remember the juggernaut that Jackass was when it first came to MTV. Just, like, nothing else that we had ever seen before. And I'm trying to explain this to my son. Because he, he loves it, like, he's cracking up watching it. But I'm trying to explain to him, like, like you understand there was nothing else like this at the time. Like, you're used to, this is just, like, normal shit to you, but, like, a little bit funnier. But this is, like, groundbreaking to us when we saw this. Like, our, my yeah. mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now it's well, they pick up their phone and whatever's there. Anybody's doing that kind of shit. But yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. That... I know. But anyways, uh, we should start a show about Jackass. That'd be sh- kind of a short-lived show. There isn't that much stuff, really. It would be a special. <laughs> we'll put do that on the show sometime. We'll do the Jackass movies. They're kind of like horror. <laughs> just... <laughs> but uh, so you guys started the show with them. Just, I guess, you know, meeting in line and you guys were, were waiting for so long. So it was just kind of like... Yeah. Hey, we should stay in touch, or did you actually decide to start a podcast while you were waiting in line? Well, Marco and Mike actually kept in touch um, until the next year when Rogue One came out. Okay. And I, uh, Marco had talked to me prior to going there and saying, hey, the other guys, we've been talking to them, um, they're going to meet us at the movie. I said, right on, what time are we going to meet, meet in there? He's all four in the morning. All right, so I'll get there at four in the morning. So I get there about quarter to four. Mike's already there, like an hour and a half before that, making sure <laughs> that we have 95 people going ahead of us. Yeah. And then uh, some somewhere along this mess, right, where Mike got first in line and what have you, uh, started talking about doing a show, and it, it built on from there. And a few months later, uh, Marco had called me up and said, "Okay, we're ready to do this." Yeah, the rest was just, we did the show, and we've done. You know, we, I don't forget how many episodes we've had, but we're in the fifty-something episodes. Yeah, and yeah. The, somewhere in my the show, the spin the spinoff uh, hot topic. At some point, you know, if anybody listens to the show, they realize. Uh, I'm kind of an asshole sometimes, very opinionated, and I like to argue. <laughs> uh, it's, it's part character and a lot me, right? right? So at some point, I go on to other shows. Uh, I went on the weekly show, and I'd argue with Rich here and there. Um, yes, he said he whatever. loves that, actually. Yeah, I know. He eggs me on. He likes he likes to get me to argue. Um, <laughs> I think it, so it's okay. Anyway, at that point, I think we'd all talked about doing a, uh, a side show and doing Hoth Topic with just me going on there and ranting and raving about, you know, whatever the fuck was pissing me off right. at the moment. Which lately hasn't been a whole lot pissing me off. We're going over uh, 
Star Wars lore because I'm the I'm the one that tends to read the books and read the comics and get into the a little deeper part of it. So just a, a sideshow to add on to Sarlacc. But Sarlacc has been and will be the main show. Right. And, right. Uh, you know, if I have to pick one to do, you know, like lately I haven't been able to make a hot topic, get that done. I, I, I try not to miss Sarlacc, though I did last week. Yeah. Well, it's tough. I mean, the good thing about what you guys are doing with having, what is it, five people regularly at least is the five regulars. So even if two people don't make it, you still have a show, you know, exactly. or maybe somebody else pops in or, you know what I mean? So it, you, you always can at least get enough people together to do it. The The tough thing, which makes for a better show, but also makes it tougher for scheduling, obviously, is is everyone getting together all in one place. Unlike, you know, what we do here or like a lot of the, the RLU shows are um, on that network. They're, they're people just recording over Skype. So it's like, oh, I just got to be home at a certain time for a couple hours in a right. semi-quiet room. So, but yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's, it's tougher also, when you got to actually get together. It's tougher, but it's also what makes it special because we can see yes. each other and get cues from each other. And, you know, and, and if somebody's pissing one of us, each other off, we can see it. And it, it oh, yeah, off, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and not necessarily stop. We would just keep going. And that's what's that's what's fun about it. You know, you can you can see certain things and and if we're screwing up or somebody's over talking and you can just give a quick signal, it's it's nice. You know, and you have a yeah. you have a really good uh a dynamic in the group because everybody's got a little bit different to bring something different to bring to the table. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it is better even just when it's a large group, I think it's easier in person too, because obviously everyone can see each other, but also you you feel more engaged when you're not talking because you're sitting there with the all the people so i think when you're sitting at home and you're on skype with like five or six people and they don't get to talk for 15 minutes and you're like okay well i'm kind of losing track of what's going on here you get a little bored start checking your phone like you know that does happen here <laughs> it actually happens in the live show too or when we're yeah. all together <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean it's it's uh it's cool to do it that way i think there's there is something special about that i i've i've always envied that i've never actually done one like with somebody in the same place, uh, I have a couple local people that I talk to here and there about maybe doing something, but it just never seems to pan out for me. Plus, like I said before, I like being alone, so I'm in my little my little closed space here, my padded room area. I feel safe with my yeah. hot toys, Chewbacca. I actually, have Protected. a whole little I have a whole Chewbacca thing on my desk here because I think I think I've told you that. Well, the Ewoks and Chewbacca are my favorite, so. Right, I was waiting for a uh, Ewok bedtime story when I was doing. <laughs> I know that's right. I still owe that to you. But yeah, I have a little a little line of Chewbacca figures here on my desk, so I like to have them nearby me. And a Chewbacca mug that I'm using now. I have a lot of Chewbacca stuff. He's relatable. He's relatable. That's how. Uh, how so? Uh, I don't know. I'm tall and skinny and hairy too. So. <laughs> right. <on. laughs> I speak a language that doesn't sound normal, but some people seem to understand it. Everyone... That's funny. That's why I relate. To, I relate to Vader. That's why I have a, a Vader tattoo. It was one of my first tattoos I had. Yeah. And uh, it's because I, I I'm a Gemini too, but I see the two sides of myself, and you know I relate to how Vader you know turned and, and why he would turn and the, you know all that stuff. So that's my always been my and basically I'm a I'm a nice guy now, but if somebody pisses me off, I have that dark side type of thing, and that's what that was right, all about. Right. You know that was pretty scary that's my relatable character <laughs> yeah i guess i'm more like chewy like i just i don't want to fuck with anyone unless i have to and it's like all right fine uh you're gonna make me get up and bless these fools and i guess i will but <laughs> for the most part i just want to hang out on the ship just ride around just be cool play chess yep. or whatever what's the what's I the board game my toes ready for a fight that's what's 
scary. <laughs> I can never just relax when I'm out, when I'm somewhere, I can never just relax. I'm always looking at who's looking and who wants this. And right. Right. You're doing, you're doing the, I wish a motherfucker would. Yes. All the time. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you guys started the show, what, a couple of years now it's been, right? So yeah. like at least two years. Yeah. We're about two, two years and two and a quarter years. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause you were going for a while when, when I, came across you guys and then um shortly after i met marco we at least started planning the show and eventually started this but i know you guys had been going for a while so and we're at like a year and a half or something so uh yeah how much he has to do all pardon me sorry man i just traveled this weekend i don't know what happened to my voice but i completely lost it (laughs) that's okay no marco uh has all this time on his calendar. I, I don't know how he doesn't get spun out with everything, but he's the most, you know, chill about it all. I mean, he has my microphone right now. Didn't say a word about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. give me shit. Um, runs all this stuff, deals with all of us and scheduling and, and, and never loses his mind. So I don't know how he does it. Cause I can hardly do the one show by myself and then their group uh, and keep my mind. So I know it's, I feel bad. Cause I'm like, Hey, can you watch these two movies by like a week from now and record? And it's yeah, yeah, it's fine. Oh, can you get home early too? Yeah, it's fine, no problem. I'll just go to work early and then I'll get out early. Uh, okay, cool. So he's <laughs> definitely very easy to work with. I I don't know if I've seen him angry maybe two times, maybe yeah. two times ever. He just gets mad when he talks about remakes of of horror movies that he grew up with. That's when he gets mad. When it's hurting his childhood. Yeah, he doesn't like it typically. Some are acceptable, but he's he's been known to get pissed about remakes he's a classic guy (laughs) although he does accept the prequels they're just if there was ever star wars remakes though he would probably he would probably kill somebody yeah i think we all would that's uh (laughs) the only time we could see it not a remake but these animated things they've been doing lately if they did they did all of them in that animation style i think we'd all be okay sure sure no straight remake no change in no no change in actors anything like that yeah no like uh, matt damon is as luke skywalker Hell no. Or something that would be horrible. Like that. <laughs> Matt Damon is Luke Skywalker. And in 30 years, if I'm still alive and they try to redo 4, 5, and 6 at that point, I'd, I'd still be pissed off. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Obviously, uh, Star Wars isn't going anywhere, despite what people want to say about it. But um, what uh, what do you guys have kind of going for the future of the show? Because I know the, the movie is a little ways off. It's a few months away. Um, and I, I know, I think I've told you before that I'm... I'm I'm not as big of a Star Wars fan as you guys, but of like the three, I guess, cinematic type universes of Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. Star Wars is definitely my go-to. So, so I'm, I follow along closer to you guys than I do the other, the uh, like the raw live on edited shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> are you saying they're Marvel heavy? <clears throat> Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Um, so the future of our show, you know, we just finished up. Um, and again, sorry about the voice. I'm just gonna let it go from now on. Okay. Um, just wrapped up going through all 10 movies, the cartoons and everything else, and kind of reviewing those on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's taken 23 episodes of that, right? right. So um, at this point now, we're just kind of waiting on. We got Comic-Con coming up this next week. We'll have a D23 coming up shortly. Things like that to cover where we should get some uh, news. And at that point, we're expecting really kind of everything to start taking off. We'll have the Force Friday coming up, you know, shortly after that. All right, right. We're getting the leaks of things. So... At that point, when we start seeing little bits of stuff, we can start theory crafting more. And right. that's when we get really deep into the show. Our, I think the reason we started it is because when we sit in line and we do our line talk, we're talking about what ifs. 
um, doing our, our theories on everything and going through all the lore to make things fit. And when we start seeing stuff like right now, this last week, they had uh, introduced a Sith trooper uh, okay. through a toy, a toy. And it's through every from a Funko Pop to a Black Series to a backpack. And so it's going to start us off on theory crafting. What's a Sith trooper? Why do they have them? And yada, yada. So the next episode we have, I'm sure we're going to go crazy on that piece. And that's just one little piece. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll just start knocking that out. And so through this year, it'll be mostly about episode nine, probably right, right around the end end of the year beginning of next year um it'll be a lot of mandalorian type stuff too because the disney plus um uh, streaming service opens up and sure, they're not sure. putting that one time so it won't be like a sit and binge so we'll have a few weeks of that yes. uh, to go over the review and uh, an andor series another animated series clone wars again we've got so much coming up that we should be f- i'm sure full of uh show topics at least for the next probably well at least two years right easy oh yeah yeah yeah, I, uh, I I don't watch any like serial serialized content, like any any type of TV show stuff. Like if it's if it's anything, a miniseries or whatever. Like I don't, I I just one once I don't know years ago I kind of swore all that off and I'm like I'm just committed to watching movies because there's so many goddamn movies so hard to keep up with and I'm trying to get as many movies in as I can. So I'm like I'm just done with shows, but I might actually break that rule to watch the Mandalorian because I'm intrigued about that quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, I've been intrigued since day one, but the other day when they mentioned the budget was $15 million an episode, mm-hmm. I, did, I can't see what they did with that on TV, because wasn't Game of Thrones like $10 million an episode, and that was you know an absurd number anyway, and they just went yeah, up yeah. percent I mean, that's that's a ton of money they're throwing at it. it it's got to it's gotta look great, at least. Yeah, yeah, maybe they... I don't, I don't know who else they got to direct besides Taiko Watiki. Is it just him doing all of it, or is it like multiple directors? I think he only did. It's it's a it's a, somebody different every episode. Okay, so maybe they got other big name guys that they had to throw a lot of money at them. I don't. Is there like right. big you name know, actors in it? Uh, the the one the Carl Weathers is in it, and oh nice. Damn, Rod, come on! What's the matter with you? Tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. There is no tomorrow. Really, the the main actor, Pablo, I forget his name. He was the Viper in Game of Thrones. He's the one that got his head smashed in by the mountain. So anybody listening wouldn't catch that. But like I said, you don't watch the the serialized stuff. But uh, so he was in in there. He was also in a new Netflix movie uh, with Ben Affleck and and a couple other guys. Uh, Shit, lost me. I watched that yesterday, too. But he's a... You know he's a he's a good actor and he's gonna be playing the main character, right? So it's not so like a big name that they have to pay a shitload of money to at least. No, no. So it should no. all be on the screen then. I mean, maybe a lot of practical stuff the will biggest, be in this one. The biggest uh, person in there will be John Favreau himself getting paid. Right. No, that's it. What was that question though? Oh, I said maybe they'll they'll be uh, it'll all be on the screen then. If they don't have all these big name actors, they'll the money will be on yeah. the screen. Yeah, I, I didn't realize. <clears throat> that it would need so much special effects. Look at the pictures, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just look like very basic desert scenes. Like, there's not a whole lot of... It's practical. It didn't seem like it was going to cost that much. I thought they were going low-budget at first. But right. then to hear that, it was like, wow, I can't wait to see what they're not showing us. Yeah, maybe a lot of monsters. That'd be awesome. Crazy shit like that. As long as it's not terrible CGI monsters. I mean, those have a place, but not in Star Wars. No, I don't need them. It's <laughs> right? It... it, it it's funny we watched that uh we watched some of the prequels recently and the cgi stuff and the cgi monsters it, it is just it's too much right? right i like the prequel stuff that's why it's funny that the the sequel trilogy actually seems more real and relatable than the prequels right mm-hmm. it doesn't look it looks 
you know, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, this uh, our recent podcast episode, we did the original John Carpenter's The Thing, and we had paired it with the... Well, it wasn't really a remake because they made it into like a prequel movie from 2011 that they did called The Thing. Right. And it's like kind of a remake, but it's also a prequel. Um, and, and we were just saying like it, you can't you can't like make a prequel that looks so obviously newer than the original movie. Like you have to do the diligence to make it look like it fits the time period. And so these new Star Wars movies, as we were saying on the show, almost look more authentic like they could have been prequel type movies or, or taken place at the same time, at least as the original trilogy where the prequel movies, unfortunately look like they didn't take place at the same time. They look like they were from the future. Right. Exactly. So that's like the, the number one thing they always get wrong. <clears throat> we explain that away as, you know, it's a less dirty time, you know, the M- Imperial times different and, mm-hmm. you know, in years, but still no, to the point, just looking at how crisp and clear and everything, it's just, it doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. The monsters are like more advanced because they're CGI, so they can do more shit all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. But uh, cool. And I know you guys are looking forward to episode nine, and that even though the last movie was a little bit awkward for you guys, come. I know you, you like kind of came out of the theater and were like, hmm, that was different. And, and you guys weren't, you were a little bit lukewarm on it. And then you kind of came around to where you liked it a lot more after talking about it more. And I, I'm such a like, happy-go-lucky fan about these things like i saw the movie and i was like that movie was awesome i bet everyone loved it and then i went out and read oh everyone hates this what the hell so yeah i'm kind of a dummy where i just don't get it when when i I see a movie i go i can't imagine why people would hate this this movie was great so but then i hear what people say and i kind of get it but still i like it so yeah i want to walk out of the movie theater happy every time like oh that was great you know i want to feel the way i felt like a toy story 4 the other day i saw Mm -hmm. i walked out happy as could be spider-man far from home i walked out happy and, and yeah, thinking yeah. that movie I, I want that same thing with star wars i didn't get it with the last jedi right. and that pissed me off and, and the thing was it had so many moments that were almost big in it right. um where I, I sit next to marco right i got my kids on one side i got marco on the others but every time a, a scene would come on we talked about all our theory craft and we think something's about to happen i'll nudge him or he'll nudge me i'll be like hey or something big's about to happen, you know, oh my God, they're about to kill layoff, or, you know, all this stuff. And right before you get emotional, they pull it away or they cut sure, the scene. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, it was kind of like that to me more than the story itself. There was some pacing to watch it the first time. I never got my emotional. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. I, I definitely agreed with that stuff on like a deeper exploration of being like, you know, the whole thing with, they should have had Carrie Fisher die or Finn die or both of them or whatever. Like the, yeah. the moments would have worked when they were there. And you can see why they don't do it, and you can see why they could do it, but yeah. And in in the end, being fans, right? And and it's there. It's in mm-hmm. stone. That's part of the lore. Yeah. We don't hate it. We might not put it in the top five, but mm-hmm. we don't hate it. None of us hate it. Um, Mike came out there enjoying it the hell out of it. You know, the whole time. Right. Um, but we take it. We put it in its place in the lore. It's what happened now in the history, and we're fanatical about it again. You know, we know where everything goes and fits, and why it should and shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and now. We see that it's part of it. Now we just fit everything around it, and we're cool. There's no need to keep bitching about it. And I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a troll, troll. If I go on the internet and I see an article, I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna open this thing up, and there's gonna be a, you know, ten assholes in here making the same stupid ass. Because <laughs> I can't just stop myself. I feel like I have to defend Star Wars all the time. Like it's my baby. Like it's my kid. You know, I have to defend it. Right. And I go in and I start, you know, ten fights and move on with my day. But it's like the same shit over and over and over and. 
I mean, there's nothing else I can think of that does that. I don't think horror movie uh, fans do that. I don't even think Marvel fans, who are probably the second worst fandom, as far as that kind of shit goes, don't do that. You know, not as yeah. bad. It's it de- <laughs> definitely not as bad. Um, the only thing is, like I had kind of joked about with the remake type stuff, there's always kind of that initial thing. But I feel like that's just anything that is, is sacred to people or, or is classic to them. Whether it's a horror movie remake or a, a classic action movie or a classic drama, like whatever it is, when there's a remake of something and people love that original property, there's always going to be that, you know, this is not my dot, 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 fill in the blank. Right. Um, and that's happening a but, lot right now with Disney and all their live action shit, right? I mean, you're remaking yeah, yeah. classics right now and some are hits. And I heard this, I, had, I haven't even seen The Lion King yet, but I heard it was a big miss. Right. You know, I didn't it, see it either. But it, it's a. I think the remake thing gets it more in other things where Star Wars has never done any sort of remake type thing. I mean, I guess you could say like the, whatever with the the solo movie, maybe they're going back and plugging a hole. It's not really a remake, but they're doing it different. In a, in, you know what I mean? It's, a different it's, guy it's, playing the same character is the oh, closest gotcha. thing they've done to it. Yeah. But it still but, fits the same canon, right? Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the closest thing is just that they have a different guy that's playing a character from before. Yeah. But they've never really done that, and it's just people getting mad about the direction that the story that doesn't even exist yet is going for a lot of it. And that's all that people complain about in in horror is when they make a remake, they're like, well, instead of making a new fill-in-the-blank movie or a a remake of it, just continue it and make a third Pet Cemetery or make a whatever 10th Chucky or a a 20th Halloween movie or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Instead of yeah. making remakes about stuff, which Halloween was smart because they didn't do remake. They they sort of rewrote some history and retcon shit, but they still kept part of the original franchise. Right. So that's, that's the other smart. new thing they do. Is they go back way. and they go, well, we're going to eliminate the movies that sucked and we're just going to follow up from like where the story stopped being good. <laughs> right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can get that in Star Wars. They'll just like redo uh, The Last Jedi, but like 20 years later, like they did with <laughs> Halloween. See, but at this point, like I said, it's it's there. I don't need it, Redcon. I, I can accept. <laughs> I'm 100 percent cool that I get it. Now they're just going to add to it, you know, this year and and finalize it. We'll be we'll be set to go. You're right. right. It, now, don't get me wrong. If I don't love it, I'm going to be pissed off. I'll cuss sure. on both shows and and go on Raw Live and everything else and just bitch it out. But yes. if it's fantastic and I'm happy, then everybody can suck it for the last shit I hate because it means it's the whole thing, <laughs> you know. And oh yeah. Yeah. That's it. If all of a sudden everything makes sense from episode eight to nine, then everybody can just stop. Yeah, they, yeah. It's the internet, man, and that, that's that's the problem. I get I get fed up on the internet a lot, just because people just and I'm more. Oh, sure, them. sure. I'm obviously yeah. opinionated, but just you don't have to keep hating, hating, hating over and over. And it's not just Star Wars; it's everything, man. Whether it's politics or music oh, or sure, sports, sure. Whatever you, as soon as you open a comment section, everybody knows that people are in there just a just a bitch. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that was just, just recently the Child's Play movie that came out. Um, I I loved the movie personally, and I'm also a big fan of the original franchise. I, 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 don't, I don't hate any of the movies from the original franchise. I, I like all of them, some more than others, but um, I, was, I was happy to give this one a fair chance. And every time there was a post about it, and you would open up the comments and people are like, that Chucky looks fucking stupid. Oh, he looks retarded. I, I hate this. Why are we doing it? Hashtag not my Chucky. Like, and I would just get mad and I'm like, okay, that's enough internet for today. And I would just shut it off and fucking walk away. Cause it's just going to make me pissed off at the world. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that that happens, and I've I've done it, and uh, I don't do it. I don't do this as much anymore. You know, it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it still happens, probably daily, but not as much. I used to sit here, you know, around for hours, and just if I had nothing to do, <laughs> Star Wars yeah. stuff, and get ready for the show, and do my yeah, research yeah. and stuff, and find assholes and just blast. Them. <laughs> yeah, when I see stuff I don't like, I have to go and just play like Cookie Cats and and soothe my brain. I need nice bright colors and sweet sounds of there puzzles to solve. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's cool that you guys have the super fandom for just, just one particular universe. And it's almost like star Wars is sort of its own genre because you have video game, you have merchandise, you have books, you have comic books, like, TV shows, cartoons, whatever. There's there's a lot of different things that all take place under that one umbrella. Um, unlike with horror, we have to be like, well, we just like horror because even if you take the biggest franchises in the world, there's only so much shit out there for Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. Right. And then it just kind of runs out. Plus, really, a lot of those movies are just doing the same thing over and over again with different people and different kills. So it's not like they're as deep as all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's getting got to be getting pretty hard to find a new way to kill somebody. Has to be. Yeah. Well, we did. Uh, this was pretty early on in the show. I don't. I don't know if you remember. It was maybe like our fourth episode. It was when Last Jedi came out, and what that was technically that was the ninth movie in the franchise. Like it's not. It's it's episode eight, but it was the ninth movie because Rogue One had come out, and so we compared it to two other to like the ninth movie in Halloween and the ninth movie in Nightmare on Elm Street which both happened to be remakes ironically and we were like look how bad these beloved franchises got after nine movies and like look how great The Last Jedi is compared to where this fucking bullshit went to <laughs> right so, no, that's which, they get cheaper and cheaper right <laughs> yeah well and technically the remakes I would say weren't as bad as like say the late Halloween before the remake or or um, like the one right before the remake, I think is the most hated one, Halloween Resurrection, and where Nightmare on Elm Street went before the remake was all pretty bad stuff too. So, uh, it's, Star Wars has never gone bad. I still, you know, within its own genre. See that again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see it as even eight, that ten, eleven movies, whatever the hell. It's just one big story with different mm-hmm. chapters, right? But yeah, even even the worst Star Wars movie, Episode One, uh, even right. that one, I'd, I'd watch that over. 90% of the movies anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I'm sitting here, I always judge everything by if I'm sick at home, what do I want to watch? And it could be any of those movies and I'll be happy. Sure. Sure. And Batman begins for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> that is a good one. I haven't watched that in forever. Yeah. Everybody talks about dark Knight, but I always love Batman begins. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Knight sucks. Fuck that movie. <laughs> it's overrated for sure. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Just had some guy that's dead now in it. Right. And I like him, but and he was a good joker, but man, Oh yeah, I do love that one. I'm just being know, an asshole. And I'm a DC guy, and it was way overblown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I haven't seen those in a while. I, re- I remember I liked I even liked the last one, but again, it's the casual fan thing where I'm like, hmm, that was fun. I don't I don't see what the problem is, and then everyone's like, oh, this was wrong and that's wrong, and I'm like, yeah, well, if you don't know all the stuff going into it, you're just like, this is a cool movie. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it either. Like, I, I know, he drives they... a tank around, fucking shit blows up. They they wreck the football field while Heinz Ward's running around. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I was okay with with that entire movie. The entire trilogy was great. Mm-hmm. I just. I saw it. I saw it in a different order than everybody else seems to see it. You know, yeah. ranking it out. Yeah, plus Actually, it had uh, just the way they came out. One, two, and three. That's how I'd rank those three. The, it had the like, Bane was like the best looking guy with like the worst voice. 
he was like the coolest looking villain and then he talked to me and I'm like oh it's like mike tyson like he looks scary and he sounds silly michael why are you smiling because now i know what i have to do i'm going to use my heart to help mccormick find his ending but i'm gonna use my fist to beat the shit out of chipper karma the only thing i've never beaten the shit out of yet Chupacabra is a really tough word for him. Right. But at this point, doesn't it sound like him now? Like, if you say Bane, that voice is in my head. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah. broke itself in. Yeah, weird. Because if I see a cartoon and I see it, no, it's Bane, I'm wondering how the voice is going to sound like him, like Tom mm-hmm. Hardy. Uh, so, I guess besides besides Star Wars, um, and I guess you had said DC, what, uh, do you have any other um, any sort of like... Uh, Hobbies, interests, uh, things that really you uh, obviously you can't get as involved in them as you do in Star Wars because there's only so much time. But other things that you really are are like a super fan of, too, because I think it's kind of interesting to talk to other people that are like super fans of other things and then see like, well, besides that one thing, like what else is your thing? Like I I'm a, a, a big hockey fan besides this or uh, obviously we talked in the beginning about just my obsession with running or. Uh, do you have any other things that you find yourself getting yeah. into? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. I've been a, a Angels fan, you know, my oh, entire life. Um, that, that's that's probably it. I coached uh, both of my boys from the time they were five years old up till high school. Then I coached high school ball against them. Uh, that's one of my loves. Um, nice. I had to stop when the change took place. I had to get out of that. But, I mean, I raised these baseball kids through Little League, Pony League, Travel Ball everything and until they are and they all just graduated my my big team this year okay um so that's my my, my other big thing i suppose uh, besides when that uh, when your kids came up to bat did you have your pitcher try and bean them what's that oh i said when your kids came up to bat did you tell your pitcher to try and bean them no but i knew how to get them all out still got our, <laughs> but i knew where everybody's weak spots were and if my pitcher could hit the spot you know yeah. we could get them. problem is i didn't have <laughs> pitching staff on the high school team and uh got worked yeah i'd be like fuck it just hit him you're not that good yeah. <laughs> just take the walk right. <laughs> uh no it's cool i i, I remember seeing you post about coaching and stuff and i i dabbled in that for a little bit myself but i was never i was never like super committed like i i coached my kids soccer up to a certain age and then he kind of started to outgrow it a little bit to where he didn't want to play it that much and i was reaching about the end of my knowledge of soccer to continue coaching like it got right to about the age of like 12, 13. And I'm like, all right, this is like getting a little too advanced for me. Uh, and so, and, and he was kind of getting bored with it. So we just kind of walked away from it. So, and you know, he plays football, which I have no idea how to coach. So, so you get to be a dad there. Yeah. Yeah. And avoid and the other dads. Cause I hate people. When I, <laughs> nice. When I started <laughs> uh, a little league coach, I didn't know what I was doing. I figured I was just going to get him to a certain age level. Then we went to pony ball and it got more advanced. So I had to get more advanced and do more studying and stuff. As right. they got older and travel, I kept looking for other teams. Like, if I don't do this, who's going to take them? And I didn't trust anybody at that point. I had done my study and my work. My mm-hmm. team was clicking. Everything was working. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're a unit. We work, you know? And so I kept going. Then when they went to high school and I saw their freshman year, my son, my older son's freshman year, and, and nine of his buddies went to the same school. I'm like, this coaching sucks. I can't even handle it, you know? And I, I went out and I was already asked for another high school to come coach their squad. So I went ahead and took it just so I could play against them, yeah. you know, I keep myself busy. But, but there's a point where I don't know what happened because I, I thought for a long time it was all going to be beyond me. You know, I hit my level and here it goes, but it just mm-hmm. kept going. I let my, my knowledge level, I tried to stay a year or two ahead of where we were. 
Right. And it had something going. Yeah, I think that was part of the problem too. Is he was playing just in like a shitty house league thing where it was it was turnover every like few months, and it was all different kids, and they didn't give you a lot of consistency and time to practice and stuff. It was just like this huge commitment to get invested in a team that was gonna like play a few games and then be broken up, and then you'd have all different kids next time. So yeah, that was the beauty of the the pony and the travel ball is you built your mm -hmm. team. The team stayed with you as long as they wanted to stay with you. You wanted them, and we kept them from five years old to. Like I said, right, guys, right, and in that in that circumstance, years. I probably could have grown with them and like learned some stuff and you know look up drills online and run them at practice and do all that kind of stuff. But it was like, can we even have practice? I don't know, maybe. And then you'd have practice and like fucking five kids would show up sometimes, and you're like, cool, this is going to be fun. I guess we play uh, two on two with a goalie. I, I don't. What do you do with five fucking kids? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is very right. non-committal and and like house league bullshit. So, oh hell no, we got we got to the point where. Uh... Okay, first I lost a bet with the team, with the older team. I ended up getting a – it was Nightmare Baseball it was called. I have a nightmare okay. tattoo on the back of my arm because I mm -hmm. lost a bet with the team. You know, so I have a, <laughs> our logo with a – uh, uh, burnt into a baseball on the back of my arm. Then okay. we got to – our team got to practice at the minor league baseball stadium in town. Uh, you know, we got all sorts of cool treatment around. It was it was awesome. So those kids had cool experiences and got to go to a lot of places, you know, travel out of state and do cool stuff. So it was it was all pretty rad and, and – you know, good times. So that would that be my, I said to the original question. That's my other passion. That and the office is what I was saying. Those would be the other two. The office is in the TV show. Oh yeah, uh, I could yeah, do it. I watched the whole season like years ago, or the whole run of the show like every season years ago. I just don't, I don't remember a ton of it because I've watched a lot of stuff since then. But I do remember that I, I watched the whole thing through with my girlfriend. And that's definitely good stuff. I liked that show. Yeah, I could do a podcast on that. My kids could do a podcast on that. I think my son last summer, the mm -hmm. younger one, watched the whole series forward and then watched it backwards each Jesus. episode. Back. Yeah, that's what a summer he had. He would just sleep <laughs> in, play some video. Cool. Yeah, that's my my other thing. I would love to do a podcast on, which would be such a huge commitment. Would be on South Park. <laughs> the way awesome. the way that I would want to do it would be like one episode do like a short episode that covered each episode of the show and so then there's i don't know whatever like nine thousand fucking episodes of the show but then i would want to do it all with like clips and stuff the way that i do so it would just take me forever to fucking pull all these clips and produce it i'm like there's no way that i could do that but that would be like a dream project if i just had like unlimited free time to do whatever right that would uh, be like a, a 20 minute podcast about each episode just yeah, it would last forever because they've been on forever. Yeah, I think it's like 25 seasons or something now with like 20-something episodes per season. So it's yeah, a, a lot of shows. <laughs> but no, I love uh, – that's another thing I've been introducing my son to. He's like old enough because now he's 13. So I always said like once you hit 13, he's he's seen pretty much everything. There's been some stuff I let slip where I'm like, I don't think this is too bad. Of the, like I got him into violence right away being a horror person. It was like – yeah, let's watch kind of like these campy but pretty violent movies because under the guise of, of campy violence, it's like they go, oh, this is okay because it's not real, you know, it's just silly. And then you get into more realistic type stuff as they get older. And then there's some that I was like, I don't think this is too bad. Maybe just like a pretty violent movie. And then all of a sudden there's like sex and like a rape scene. I'm like, fuck, why did I yeah. put this movie on? That's usually so. where I found the problem too. I didn't care about the violence or the cussing or anything else. They have plenty yeah. of that. Anyway, it was the... The violent sex type stuff. That's where I... Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, there you go. That was a rape scene. So welcome <laughs> to being 12. <laughs> now you're free. Read your yeah. Yeah. It's, but now that he's 13, I'm like, I don't even care really. We just watch whatever pretty much. So, 
Oh yeah. I'm not gonna my... I'm not gonna watch any of the like real hardcore depressing shit, but I don't even like most of that stuff myself, so No, my kids introduce me to the crazy shit. They'll pull up Netflix and some some comedians on there talking about shit <laughs> about and I'm laughing at it, but I'm like, fuck, my kid just turned this on for me. <laughs> <laughs> they introduced me yeah, to yeah. Rick the unedited Rick and Morty cartoons. You oh, know, nice. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Nice, you nice. Know? They were they were ahead of me in a lot of stuff. We fucking play uh, Cards Against Humanity with our family. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know when they were when he when the the youngest was thirteen. Right. Was, How old are your kids now? Uh, fourteen and seventeen. Okay, so you got all that graduation and stuff coming up soon then too, huh? We just did. He just oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Where I was traveling, where I got this throat thing. Me and him just went to Oregon. He's going to Oregon State in the the fall. Oh, cool. Uh, so we had his orientation this week. So I just got back from that. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's just, that's all. That's cool. Yep. So you got one out of the house at least for a little while. Yeah, for a bit. And then uh, <laughs> the other one will be right after him. He's going into sophomore year, so in three more years he'll be right with him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's something fun about that, and it's like, hey, I get to have a different life now. Yeah, not sure if I want to. You know, that's part of the emotion going on right now, too. I, You know, like I told oh, you, yeah, yeah. you know, I've had lots of things going on, but this is not the smallest of them, but it's, uh, it's definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, even just the past, like, my son comes over, like, a, a every other weekend and a couple, you know, one or two days a week or whatever, and he's been out of town for a couple of weeks for, like, a summer camp thing and a thing with, like, his mom's family, and I'm like, just for, like, two weeks, I've been like, what the hell do I do with myself? I don't, I'm used to, like, not having as much time because I got to take him somewhere or pick him up or hang out with him or whatever, so just in that little bit of time I've, I've noticed a huge difference yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do now i mean i'm used to him. he's <laughs> doing a job now in his own car and stuff he's always out and about but still just not having him there and yeah, yeah. what i'm gonna do or yeah it's mm -hmm. gonna be wild, man that's you don't think you know everybody says the, the old cliche bullshit where you know time flies and this it does man i i shit i didn't say for college at all this kid is gonna put me in the, the poor house with this shit you know i wish i'd have done that but it timed, and I kept saying I would do it, would do it, would do it, never did anything, and boom. Mm -hmm. So it, it's true. People say stupid shit like that, but fuck, they say it. For oh yeah, yeah. No, it does. It, it. I mean, it's it's not it's not ridiculous to me at all because I went through all the same stuff. I mean, with my kids are thirteen and seventeen, so I'm in that same yeah ballpark as you. So it's uh weird because you go hey, there's still like just stuff around their bedroom that you're like, oh, that's weird that this is still here from when you were like a baby and now you're practically a grown man. Like, <laughs> it's wild, right? Yeah. yeah. All the time I see shit like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, the fun things from like you growing up besides Star Wars that you got to share with your kids like um, other movies or TV shows or like I was saying, just stupid shit like Jackass or South Park or... Uh, I've gotten to share like a lot of cool movies from from me growing up, stuff like Predator and Ghostbusters and Indiana Jones and shit like that. You know, I'd say Ghostbusters is probably the only one in Spaceballs that really stuck with them. Anything? Oh no, the older one likes uh, Monty Python. So probably those things from the past. Other than that, man, they really stuck to their stuff. There there wasn't a whole lot of they didn't dig like Lethal Weapons and Die Hards and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They used to love. Uh, yeah, this was none, none of my stuff was really fit in with them they didn't they didn't dig it they just did yeah, the, yeah you know their own stuff and really i mean they like they like the marvel movies and the star wars movies but not not like me mm -hmm. you know, it's not as, as big a geek as i am the kids really didn't be, and they have names luke and logan you know it's a skywalker and wolverine right and yet still even named after heroes they just it wasn't their thing you know yeah. there's always been sports and academics and 
you know, their video games and that's it. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if my son more humors me than anything else. Because he'll go to all these, like I'll go to, uh, there's like a local theater that plays old horror movies and he'll go to see them with me or he'll go to see like a lot of these new ones that come to the theater that I want to see. And I'm like, does he actually want to see these or is he just humoring me? I'm like, well, whatever, he's fucking going, so. <laughs> see, I, I made a list a while ago, I don't know where it is, of like movies they had to watch, like mm-hmm. and things like The Patriot, Gladiator, um, movies like that that I just thought they should, uh, Good Will Hunting, that they should watch at some okay. point that the fantastic movies and they've pretty much gone through those and, and did like them, but it's not the stuff that you're going to watch again. You right. know, they have, they have seen them and dug them. It just, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. But I know my kid does like a lot of the, the campy horror stuff. He's it's some of it's resonated with him for sure. I don't know how much it will continue once my influence goes away, but we'll see. Right. But he's into all that 13 year old shit watching YouTube, playing Xbox, watching people play Xbox on YouTube, pretty much just, you know, Xbox and YouTube and some, variety of the two things that's exactly my son it's all of them they all do it yeah Fortnite and call of duty that's all that goes on in this house yeah yeah he loves that call of duty shit he gets on the headset and he's super mean to his friend he calls him mean things at least he doesn't say racist or homophobic stuff because i won't let him yeah no i never hear my son say anything racist or homophobic. <laughs> he does he's allowed to make fun of him for his dad being a crackhead and stuff but <laughs> well and you know what <laughs> And everybody knows how foul mouth I am and what a horrible dad I am at this point where I, as long as the kids are doing something competitive, I don't yeah. care if they're, you know, I always told them in baseball because I think they were probably about 11 when I started cussing around them all. Yeah, and yeah. then when I think somebody hit a home run and one kid goes, oh shit. And I'm, <laughs> I talk with them all. I'm like, look, I don't care if you guys are on the field in battle doing something in a cuss word slips, but don't let me catch you around the mall. You know, as long as you're being competitive, something's going on and you guys slip a cuss word, I'm not flipping out on you. Right, right. But then the same thing goes in the video games. If they're competitive in there and they're telling somebody, you know, fuck off, <laughs> go for it. Yeah. I don't shit. Just don't take it outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they uh, they have this weird relationship with their Xbox friends where they feel like they can be pretty mean, but it's still okay for some reason. Yeah, like when they see each other face-to-face, it didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I, I, was, I, I, I go on and I play the whatever newest version of NHL is all I've been playing lately. <laughs> and I have no idea. My son's like, "Let me teach you how to play Call of Duty." I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> not interested." Duty. I tried to play that fucking Fortnite. I couldn't do that. And okay, yeah. I, I used to be able to play Call of Duty, and all of a sudden I was teaching the kids, and they got better than me. And I said, "Fuck it, Call of Duty too." I uh, <laughs> so, so I'll just play. Uh, I'll play baseball. Mm-hmm. So, you know the version I have of that. I think I have 16 right now, but I only get a baseball game every four or five years because that's all you really need. Yeah. Um, and then, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to keep subs- You don't need to keep buying the new one all the time. No, because I'll update my rosters, or I can just trade somebody if I have to. You right. know, for um, yeah, you know, I'll play that, and I'll play things like any Star Wars game, obviously that comes out, and then like the Arkham series. I love those. Anything where I can be one of my characters, like a like a superhero, or I could be you know a Jedi, things mm-hmm. like that. Where I can immerse myself and be in there and get my cutscenes and you know that, that kind of thing. I love that, right. but I don't. I can't do the other stuff the kids the kids do anymore. I get on Call of Duty, I just, I just get pissed off immediately. And Fortnite yeah. is done, really. Yeah, my son doesn't even play Fortnite. He decided that wasn't cool anymore. Once it became <laughs> too cool, then he was like, "This ain't cool anymore." <laughs> That's funny. Like as soon as they had the action figures and all that stuff, and he's like, "Oh, look the Fortnite action figures. That's so cool, isn't it, Dad?" I'm like, "I thought you played that." He's like, "No, that game sucks. No one plays it anymore." <laughs> 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 like I'm pretty sure people still play it, but you know how they they all decide no one plays it anymore when it's not cool. Right, the action figures killed it. Became too mainstream. 
Yeah, this is bullshit. It's in Walmart now. <laughs> they sold out. It's like I used to play it when it wasn't cool. Right. But I guess I was the same way. I was a little bit of an edgelord growing up. Liked all the things you're not supposed to like or that nobody always liked, and then when they liked yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, did you guys hear this new band? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we totally love them. I'm like, damn it. How I hate them. <laughs> it ruined it for me. It took away yeah, the well, magic. Well, that's how we were with Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was, don't get me wrong, people loved it, but they weren't like we were. And when everybody right. started loving it, it was like, oh, no, this becomes less fun because now there's assholes in this group. You know? Sure, that's, sure. That happens with everything. But that's just one of those. Yeah, and I grew up with it. Um, and I've, I've talked about this on other shows. I don't have... I don't, I don't have like a ton of nostalgia. Like I know as a kid, I watched a lot of movies and there's a lot of them that I watched and forgot that I watched and, and will never remember a thing about them until I watch them again. And for whatever reason, there's, there are certain ones that did stick with me and that I watched a bunch of times. And this, the Star Wars original trilogy was one of those things. I was always a fan of that. I watched all those movies a bunch of times. Like I recorded them off of, of, of uh, HBO on VHS back in the day, as you would do. And then just fucking played the shit out of those tapes all the time. Yeah. And uh, I, I never, I was never like super big into action figures until later. But I know I had some stuff. And when I was a kid, like, you know, a little boy, I had like the G.I. Joe stuff and some Star Wars stuff and whatever. Just, But I kind of grew out of it fast. And then it wasn't until later that I got into that. But once I got into that, like that was one of the first things was like the first action figure I bought for myself getting back into them because I was buying them for my son was uh, some bullshit like Power of the Force Lando figure or something. Like I was buying a, one for my son on eBay and then it came up as like, you might also like this thing. And I'm like, oh shit, they got a Lando figure for like four bucks. I'll buy that too. <laughs> and so I bought that and then it just spiraled a lot of control. And that's funny. Yeah. Like I just had no idea about action figures because I wasn't into it. And my son was whatever, six or something and was like, oh, I want Iceman fucking Wolverine so I just started buying stuff like on eBay or whatever for them. Yeah. No, but, you know, I tried to get my kids and I, I thought I had them into action figures, but then I, when I think back on it, they really didn't play with them a lot. You know, uh-huh. they had G.I. Joe, Star Wars, and Transformer. And I was uh-huh. like, hey, you know, from the little kid versions to the bigger versions. And I'm like, fuck, they really don't, they never really played with these things. The only things they really played with a lot when they were younger were those uh, Imagine X little characters that we had. Okay. Those you know, and all the bad, the bad Yeah, kids. yeah. But once it got to actual, like, three, three and three quarter figures, they had a ton, but didn't really play at that that point when they were old enough to play with those. They found electronics and it became video games and phones and shit. Yeah. Yeah. My kid played with them a little as well, but then he, he kind of stuck with it beyond playing with them because he was into like the collecting thing for a while. Cause I was for a while, I was more into collecting where I would buy like a ton of shit and then I would try and find the like the diamond in the rough and like sell off pieces and buy more shit and then sell off shit and so he was kind of into doing that with me for a little while when he was younger and he would just just buy a bunch of cool shit when he saw it and then he kind of got out of that whole thing to where he doesn't really even buy stuff anymore to like once in a great while something will come out and i'll pick it up for him like a new new jason figure or something i'll be like here i got this for you as a new jason he's like oh cool and he has like a bunch of them that are unopened in his room but yeah i don't i don't think that he cares so much about them anymore but he was gonna sell a bunch of stuff and i said well you know i think you should keep the more mature adult stuff like sell off the cheap garbage and the little kid stuff and whatever but keep the other stuff and don't just like dump it now because you never know like maybe you don't want it when you grow up but it's worth more money and you could actually sell it and have some money for something so right don't just dump it now for like market value of stuff that you just bought recently you know yeah exactly 
but he has some cool stuff too so and i'm not as big into collecting now i'm I'm like super picky about what i buy now so yeah i don't collect a lot i used to collect all the figures and i don't know how mm -hmm. i ever got it at all because my whole room was star wars top to bottom you know <laughs> um but I, I sold those when i bought my first house so i could put you know uh some furniture in it and a big screen tv and all that i sold all my stuff uh right. just to get when I started collecting a little bit again, it became a couple pop figures, those those Funko Pops. Yeah, and I said, yeah. I'm just going to get my main Imperials. That's all I want. I always start out with my Imperials. Then mm -hmm. all of a sudden it became, okay, I'm just going to get, you know, a couple, I need Luke, Han, and Leia, and Chewie. Okay, now I just need the Bounty Hunters. Oh, fuck, before I know it, now I have 250 of them sitting in my... <laughs> you know, I did the same thing with Black Series, but not. I've been able to maintain Black Series. I get, you know, my main Imperials, you know, my Tarkin, my Thrawn, my Vader, that kind of shit. And I've stopped. Yeah. I don't want it to turn into that madness, but that's all I really collect. And as far as the kids, man, they, they never really, besides Skylanders, uh, the younger one was into Skylanders. We would go hunt mm -hmm. weekends for those kind of thing. That's probably, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a bunch of those too. And then when it became not cool, we sold them all. <laughs> we still yeah. have those too. And we spent so much time hunting them. I, I, yeah. can't, I can't imagine getting rid of the damn thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the black series, I limited myself to primarily, original trilogy with a few fringe figures and not even every like i don't have to get every original trilogy one i just like i have the majority of them and then like a few of the fringe ones like i have a ray a bb8 and i have two rays and a, like i have one bb8 like a couple of the new like i have two kylo rens but i didn't go nuts with like the new the new characters or any of the prequel stuff or like the extended universe stuff i didn't get any of that shit so yeah, they they put a lot out there. It's just I, I I couldn't do it. I was like, there's just too much. I can't get that invested again for something that no, I'm no, no. You know, and I have I, I have that. a good percentage of all of the three and three quarter Ewoks that were ever put out. Right on. I'm missing a few, but I kind of stopped hunting a while ago, and they haven't made any new ones in forever. So right, no black uh, series. Black series Ewoks at all? I don't think so. Oh shit. Um, I I don't have a lot of the um. A lot of the older ones that don't look as cool, because I used to buy them for doing the toy photography stuff, which has like been way on hi hiatus for me, just because of not having time to do shit. But that was one of my favorite things to take pictures of, because I like shooting outside anyway, so it's like, well, hey, they are outdoor figures, you know? Um, but a lot of the older ones just kind of looked basic and, and stupid, so I wouldn't get as many of those, so I have more gaps in the older stuff, but then when they started making them at least look slightly more realistic than I started. To, I have the majority of the more modern versions of them. Gotcha. And I have a custom one with a Mr. T head on it that I don't know if you've ever seen. No, that's my, my one friend made a series mm -hmm. of these called the, they call them the T walks because they're Mr. T and Ewoks. And nope. uh, I can't remember how, somehow I got involved in him making this thing. And then, I actually, he had like a bunch of them where it was, he, he casted the head off of like a NECA figure. So it's like this ridiculously oversized head on an Ewok body. And the one that I got, he actually painted him like Caucasian. So, and, and then he did a bunch of them that had more like black skin on the Mr. T head. And there was only one Caucasian looking one. And I, I said that it was the albino and it was the only one of the albino. So I, I said that I had to have the albino one. So I have the rare world's only albino Mr. T-Walk. I know there's a couple other Mr. T-Walks out there, but I have the only albino one. Save that one for sure. That, that could be yeah. A yeah, it's cool. He even made little gold chains for it. I'll take a picture and send it to you. I do that. 
he just took like some bullshit costume jewelry and like wrapped it around the neck a bunch of times <laughs> and glued it on. So, yeah. <laughs> walk. <laughs> the world's only albino Mr. T Walk. He's the best. Uh, cool. So I think uh, we could probably start to wrap this up here, especially since you're having a little trouble keeping your voice going. I don't want to keep you on for too long talking about nothing. Yeah, sorry about that, by the way. Again, I'll just one more. Oh, no, you're fine. It's all, you know, these are, this, this show has evolved into just that I want an opportunity to get to talk to people that maybe I can't get on a regular show or, or there's something fun to talk about outside of just talking about movies or, you know, and I think with, with you and I had talked a little bit here and there and, and had kind of this connection through a, a similar co-host that I thought it was a good opportunity for us to get together and just catch up a little bit and become more friendly on a personal level. Oh, I loved it. That was awesome so before we do take off um if you want to one last time just kind of plug wherever people could find you and and your shows you got it well uh you can find me every other week on the sarlacc digest you can find us on the raw live unedited network uh also every other week the opposite weeks of sarlacc digest you can find the spinoff show hoth topic i say that hoping that i'll get back to this week and get hoth topic man i sure sure going again um i've been on hiatus for a, a little bit having some some issues and then uh I, i'm ready to go i just need to get it back going so we're getting starlight digest and hot topic both on instagram nice yeah maybe um i can help you get your like your skype recording thing set up a little better and you can evolve that show to where you have somebody come on for like whatever 15 minutes or something to talk about shit on each show just to kind of change it up and make it a little bit more interesting or fun or whatever for you to do sometimes i find that when i'm getting bored or, or not necessarily bored but just finding the enthusiasm to do a show then i try and mix it up and like get somebody cool to come on the show or or do some kind of weird movies or whatever so but i could definitely help you get your your skype recording set up a little bit easier and they can start having guests on too so you can yeah, I have one and want to ask you something with it bitch me out you know because people don't agree with me all the time i'd love them to come on and bitch me out so i could you know argue back with them then hang up on them i'd love it yeah yeah you could do a little like half of the show is about that and then right or a, a segment of it or something dig it get hung up on by chris <laughs> <laughs> in that's a winner yeah right uh cool well i don't have to plug my stuff because on this show i will record an intro piece separately where i'll plug all of my stuff but yeah right. thank you again for uh, just giving me a little bit of your time here and i think i definitely could see us trying to get together again in the future maybe we can I, i'm i'm working on juggling a bunch of people as guests on the the regular horror show but i am on kind of a little bit of a kick of trying to get a few people to come on that aren't just known as like horror podcast guys to talk about movies just because i think it's fun to get like not a super fan's perspective on things no i'd love to do it just give me some homework tell me what to watch and uh yeah, I'll yeah, jump yeah. on. Yeah, I'm working on this new thing with like a list of movies and then people come on and just randomly pick two numbers and then whatever you pick is like the movies that we do. Awesome. So it's like a, a randomized thing out of an aggregated list of movies. <laughs> cool. But no, it's, that's all. Keep it fun. But nice, nice. Uh, cool. Well, yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks everyone for listening and we'll, we'll see you next time.